Welcome to Blockchain Inside. The podcast is co-produced by Ideas, Purdue Blockchain Lab, and CastBox. Our vision is to connect everyone in the blockchain industry and explore the most up-to-date news. We hope this podcast will be educational, easy to understand, and inspirational for all of our listeners. I'm Coach Colbertson, and today we have Michael Noel back with us. Michael, why don't you take a minute and reintroduce yourself to our audience and remind them the awesomeness that we are talking to today. Yeah, the awesomeness. Well, thanks, Coach Culbertson. Always a pleasure to be uh, on your podcast here, and thanks for having me back. I, you know, this is a, a good indication that your audience has no taste at all because uh, apparently they <laughs> want me back. So I don't understand that I'm some old guy in Phoenix, Arizona that uh, knows about blockchain, and all of a sudden I, I seem to be very popular. I, it's all very flattering, but uh, I'm, I'm the co-founder and CEO of a company called Blockchain Consultants. I have the uh, domain blockchainconsultants.io, which is kind of the de definitive domain in the space. I bought that on GoDaddy for 49 bucks a, a long time ago. So nice. um, I've been doing it that long, right? And uh, uh, I have a, a thing called Blockchain Weekly. Uh, every week I interview an interesting person uh, doing interesting things in the blockchain space. Uh, I do it uh, live at blockchainweekly.io every Wednesday at 2 o'clock Eastern Central Time, 11 o'clock Pacific Time. Uh, and then I put it on my uh, YouTube replay channel. I get between four and 10,000 views a week on that. Again, I, uh, I'm flattered. I don't know why anyone would want to listen to me, but apparently they do. So I'll continue to talk to you. I've got a couple of meetups that I do here in Phoenix, cryptocurrency adopters, Phoenix blockchain meetup here in Phoenix, uh, the second Tuesday and fourth Tuesday. Uh, if anyone is in Phoenix, Arizona and wants to attend, they're pretty interesting, pretty high level. About 30 professionals uh, attend these events. You can go to meetup.com and search for cryptocurrency adopters and certified blockchain and uh, Phoenix blockchain meetup and, and see. Um, I'm a certified blockchain professional. I don't know. I'm a, um, uh, I'm on advisory boards, Digibuild, Blocktrust, Ethera Labs, Lanchester Holdings, uh, Blockchain Ent Equities, Hemp Harvest, Swift Harvest. Um, I'm a Kryptonite Ventures founding member. I, I don't know. What, what else do you need to know about me? I'm about five foot eight. I'm overweight. Do you like long walks on the beach and romantic dinners? Yes, <laughs> definitely romantic dinners. Nice. Hey, well, let's jump into our content. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about regulation. All right. So let's take the instance where we have a startup who has a project and they have a digital asset in the District of Columbia. So who regulates that and how? You know. So uh, is it the CDF, CFTC? Is it the SEC? What's the process of analyzing the security? How does it look like? What are, you know? What's the SEC doing with all of this stuff right now? Hang on a second. I need to take a little taste of my tea. I, I threw up a little bit in my mouth while you were saying that. <laughs> that regulation. This is craziness. This this whole regulation thing. And uh, uh, they're, now they're talking about who's who, and and uh, now we're talking about District of Columbia. You know, here here's the deal. Uh, you know, in all seriousness, we've got to start really understanding that. Just because it is a ICO or an STO or an STD or, or whatever you you want to call it, it it doesn't it yeah yeah you got that one did you? Yeah, I got that one. Yeah, um, I got. Whatever you call it, it doesn't change the basic functions of what it does. 
right? And talking about the District of Columbia, talking about the SEC, the CFTC, it, it really doesn't make any difference. You know, here's, here's basically, when you boil it all down, it doesn't matter if it's in the District of Columbia, if it's in Dallas, Texas, uh, if it's in Haiti, if it's in Malta, if it's in, uh, you know, a digital asset that they, they built on the, uh, on the face of Mars. It really doesn't matter. What really matters is, are you going to appeal to investors in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Are you going to take money from someone in the United States? And most of your listeners probably would uh, uh, feel that they're going to do that. If you're going to do that, you've got a couple of options. If it's a security, then you better have a Reg A, Reg D, Reg C, Reg A+, plus, or, or you better have something and you better have an attorney and you better have spend some cash in those things and you better have your ducks in a huddle or the uh, SEC is going to come back and do this thing called uh, a rate back. And it's very painful. Um, a lot of these guys had to pay back every single investment dollar that came into them. Um, and the SEC said, look, you, you know, you either pay it back or we're going to cause you a lot more pain than paying it back. If it's a, it's a security, it's a security. There are things, there are uh, utility tokens, and just because we call it a utility token doesn't mean it's a utility token. You know, the, uh, I'm an old guy. I used to wash my cars in the spray car washes, and, and I'm, I'm sure some of your audience has also. And, yeah. and when you, yeah, sure. So when you, when you pull your car into the spray car wash, right, they don't want to uh, keep dollar bills and, and coins in, in that in right there where the spray car wash is because people break into it. So they've, they've done this token thing. So you can't put money into where the, the bay where your car is. You have to walk around front. You, know, you put a dollar in, and uh, it gives you tokens, and you go back and you use the tokens to wash your car. And, you know, those tokens maybe will sit in your glove compartment or in the side piece or in your jockey box or something in the car for 10 years. And 10 years later, You'll find these tokens and you go, oh, look, this is from that car wash down the street. You'll go in there and the, the, the tokens will be worth exactly what they were 10 years ago. There's really not an increase. It's in the value of the tokens. Um, it, it's more along the lines of the tokens are for utility. If it's a security and not a, a utility token, and a lot of people seem to think that they can change what it is just by calling it a utility token. I don't get that. Um, <laughs> but. You know, here's here's my security, but it's not a security. It's a utility token because it's a utility token. I'm not going to do a reggae rig. That's that's probably not the way you want to go. Um, I, I'm I'm not an attorney, so go talk to an attorney with all this. But what I can tell you is there's a thing called the Howey test, and the SEC regulates securities. They look at the thing called the Howey test, and it's it's created by the Supreme Court, and I think it was like the Securities Act of 1933. It goes way back, and the Supreme Court has looked at this. It's, it's been through the court, and it's issued a, a decision and findings that if it's an investment of money, if there is an expectation of profits from the invest and the investment, if the investment of money is is a common enterprise or a common company, and if any profit comes from the efforts of a promoter or a third pro- party, then this is called uh, a security, right? Make sense? Mm-hmm. If it looks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, it's probably not a fish. That's what we're saying here. <laughs> right? <laughs> if, 
Yeah, if, if it's a security, just because we wrapped it in an ICO or a SDO or whatever you want to call it, if it kind of fits within the Howey test, the SEC could come knocking on your door. And when they do, it's usually not, you're probably not going to be happy to see them. Make sense? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, just be careful. And, and let's get this straight and let's try, let's stop trying to game the system. This is, this is not why we're here. We're trying to make the system better, and I just think everyone should really understand and really start to think about it and really kind of just do the right thing, guys. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, those are good words. So let's change gears. Um, uh, what are other technologies that are benefiting or could benefit from being combined with blockchain? Oh, okay. Well, great. Yeah, I love this one. Yeah, and thanks for getting me out of the regulators because I I don't like to go there, but um, <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm kind of glad that we did. But uh, so talking about other technologies that will benefit from being combined with blockchain, there's a there's a company out there called Foam. Foam is rationalizing as a distributed ledger. They're 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 taking investments, I think, from accredited investors in the United States right now today. Um, and, and they're uh, doing a geospatial blockchain, so that things are reg- that are stationary, stationary objects, uh, buildings, um, rivers, um, especially in agriculture fields. Uh, the right co- the the northwest quadrant of a field, the southeast quadrant of a field, and all these kinds of things. These spatial ideas are being um, uh, built into a um, a, a chain that kind of represents where, where things are at so that we can begin to reference them. This is going to be very interesting in when we get to uh, logistics and distribution and this kind of thing, when we're taking one thing from one place into the other, and then we have questions about, okay, so you said that you took it from this place and it arrived at this place, but did it really? Mm-hmm. Um, and how, how can we interface with the, with the, uh, the blockchain and understand the path that it went? and understand and verify this so that we can trust this. This is a kind of some heady stuff. Is this making sense? Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah we're tracking with you. We're tracking. Uh, so with distribution and logistics and, and foam is one. Uh, when we look at, uh, you know, blockchain technology for uh, distribution and logistics, I'm, I'm working with a company now, and, and we're getting pretty deep into a thing that we call tracking grandma's dress. And grandma's dress is not on the blockchain, but the current position of the blockchain is recorded by a, a, uh, by a piece of equipment that sits out in the wild and, and every, you know, 60 seconds or so pings the blockchain and says, hey, I'm here, this is where I'm at, I'm referencing here, I'm referencing here. So we can, we can track, you know, not just a, a, a transportation base. Right now we use EDL. Um, so we have a, a tractor trailer. We have a, a, a guy that's driving it. He has a an app on his cell phone and we track where that tractor is, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that tractor is going to be attached to that trailer. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, you know, if it's a half load that they have taken a half load off and, and dropped it off somewhere. And now that's sitting in the back of a pickup sometime and it's being delivered somewhere or it's not being delivered somewhere. It was taken off, put in the back of a, uh, a pickup truck that someone is uh, some nefarious person and it's going outside of a predetermined area that we set so that if it goes outside of a predetermined area, we can set off alarms. All this kind of stuff we're doing with blockchain because we can access a data set um, from the, an IoT device. We can have an IoT device 
in, interface with the blockchain and then have our uh, our services interface with that blockchain uh, similar to an API. A lot of things happening here in, uh, in distribution and logistics. A lot of things happening in rationalizing the workflows. As it turns out, you know, 90% of the, of, of the, of the workflows in America today have, have something to do with transfer of trust. Mm, yeah. uh, you know, what, it, 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 I mean, you look at, at the real estate workflow, you know, it takes about 30 days on average. I mean, some, someone certainly is going to say, well, I can do it in three. Well, I can do it in five. Well, I can do it. Well, okay. Uh, if someone buys a house on average, it's going to take 30 days and it's going to cost several thousand dollars, right? In, in, in the case of real estate, we talk about real estate. When you're buying a piece of real estate, it takes about 30 days and it's going to cost you several thousand dollars, right? Right. Mm-hmm. If you're doing with a blockchain and the blockchain is responsible for keeping track of that, of who owns that piece of property, then it happens almost immediately. It can happen within seconds and it can cost 40 cents. Uh, so when we're starting to rationalize workflows, I mean, that one's the one that's, that's evident inside of uh, real estate. But when we start talking about distribution logistics, we start talking about medical, medical records, medical record keepings. I mean, this is, this is the most disruptive thing that we have seen since, you know, 15, 1545 when we had double ledger entry and, and banking came on the scene. This is really a big deal. As we bring this podcast in for landing, uh, can you share uh, ways that our audience can connect with you and any resources that our blockchain enthusiasts might enjoy? Sure. My name is Michael Noel. You can find me on LinkedIn. I have a company. It's uh, Blockchain Consultants. It's at blockchainconsultants.io. If you go to blockchainconsultants.io, there's a, a, a form there you can fill out. There's a, if you want to schedule a half-hour conversation with me, uh, you can press a button and, and schedule uh, and get on my calendar. I'm very approachable, very available. If you're looking for some interesting thing about blockchain, I would go to YouTube and type in Blockchain Weekly. I have a, a weekly that we talked about at the top of the of this session here, but I interview people that are doing interesting things in the blockchain that I put it on my replay channel. Uh, just go to YouTube. There's a search term on the top. Type in Blockchain Weekly. Um, and, the, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see my channel. and I've got 30 or 40 videos there. Uh, interesting stuff. I think that maybe they would uh, would uh, like um, my email address is michael at blockchainconsultants.io. Very approachable. If you're you want to ask some questions, you want to know what what's what's going on. If you have a project that uh, you know you just want to spitball and say, well, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm I'm very approachable and would love love to chat with you. Awesome, Michael. As always, you are both immensely informing and entertaining. This has been incredible. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You bet. You bet. Anytime I enjoy this, Coach. Thanks. Awesome. And to our listeners, thanks for following up with us today at Blockchain Inside. The podcast is co-produced by Ideas, Purdue Blockchain Lab, and CastBox. Please subscribe to our show on castbox.fm slash blockchain lab and leave a comment there if you have any questions. I'm Coach Culbertson. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time.